0: Welcome back to the AWS Developers Podcast. My name is Brooke Jamison and I'm guest co-hosting today alongside Dave Isvitsky. And today we have Abdallah Shaban, who's a senior- Wait, wait.
1: Jamison? I've been saying Jamison. Oh, no, no, how much do you hate me same, now?
0: No, my parents say this interchangeably. I don't know how my name is said. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny.
1: Okay. I just wanted to make sure I was, I was being- No, I genuinely
0: do not know how to pronounce my name. It's the funniest thing ever.
1: Okay. Continue.
0: Are you going to leave this in? <laughs> yes, this is great. Well, but now that
1: your parents do it, I feel fine.
0: Yeah, Jamison Jamison. It's both or neither. Um, but we're here with Adala Siobhan, who's a senior product manager for tech for AWS, Amplify, JS, and Flutter. Great to meet you, Adala.
2: Great to meet you as well. I'm super excited to be here with both of you.
0: Yeah. I talk to a lot of people that have job titles that sound fake to people outside of tech and I think this is one of them. Um, How do you explain your job to your parents?
2: Well, that is always something that trips me up. So the way that I describe it to my parents and my family and friends is um, I work with a lot of really smart, intelligent engineers. I talk to a lot of customers. I stay in touch with a lot of trends in the market. And then from there, decide what are the next cool things that we need to be building out to help front-end developers, developers that are building mobile apps and building web apps, build faster and more efficiently.
0: Yeah, fantastic. One of the things as well that I filmed during reInvent, I had a little butterfly wand with a microphone stuck to it. And I interviewed lots of senior people in tech, asking them what their first job in tech was. So people could get a little more of an idea about journeys into tech, not just meeting these senior people and assuming they just popped up there. So what was your first ever job in tech?
2: My first ever job in tech was I was 16 years old. I was still living in Jordan at the time. And that's where I'm originally from. And uh, I worked with, Um, it was basically a company that had only the founder in it. And my responsibility was to put a bunch of, help him move around a bunch of routers and modems, and we would go to houses that were basically in the countryside in Jordan and help Ah. people set up their networks for their houses. Um, we went to a couple of really cool mansions and helped them set up networks all around them. Um, and that was my first job ever in tech.
0: Incredible. And this is why I ask questions like this because everyone has such wild answers and it never gets yeah.
1: yeah. What was yours, Brooke? Um, what was your I, first?
0: Yeah, I had a lot. I actually came into tech. I studied pure mathematics um, and then wanted a break from that after dropping out of my master's. I always forget I how much smarter master.
1: that you are than <laughs> though.
0: So I became a marketing manager and I was applying data science to marketing for e-commerce um, oh, before that was no. a thing. So that's how I got into tech that way. And then I've come much more back into maths land. Um, using AI and machine learning and things like that. So definitely a weird pathway as well.
1: Amazing. Okay.
2: That's not fair. Your answer is a lot cooler.
0: No, everyone thinks everyone else's answer to this is cooler because it's less exciting when it's not their own. Um, But yeah, this is why, number one, I always ask this. And number two, if people are listening and they go to events and they want something that's really interesting to ask people, always ask them this. Because especially at AWS, people have the most incredible career journeys. So many people have done some really weird jobs along the way or they have good ward stories. And it's a good way to get that out. You must have seen the cloud change so much as you've moved through your career is there a time specifically you can remember that you noticed cloud making a difference in what you were building or what was happening around you
2: absolutely Um, i right before joining amazon i was actually working for a major retailer here in the us and uh, what i've noticed was there was really a big push for us to get to a place where we can increase our agility as we build new features for our customers and retail was really undergoing this big transformation of online first and omni channel experiences and the best way for us to be able to enable that agility was how can we move the a lot of the responsibility of managing our infrastructure and managing our tech stacks into the cloud so that we can build faster we can build with security in mind and just be able to really disrupt the industry without having to worry about a lot of primitives and foundational pieces that the cloud provides you now and and that's really where where it started clicking for me the cloud really is the future uh, because why like have to do the same exact thing every single time you're starting a new project when you're starting to build a new feature like how why not just offload all of that responsibility somewhere else so that you can really focus on what your differentiator is and and, and that's really what made me, want to work more in, in, in a company like AWS.
0: Yeah, definitely. There's so many little building blocks you can really dive deep and get into these unique problems and products at the end without having to think of some of these things that you can just not deal with some of the parts you don't actually want to. Uh, Do you think your experiences prior to joining AWS, so someone that might have been a customer of AWS, do you think that's changed the way that you attack launches and things now? We were talking yesterday to someone who came to reInvent for the first time as a customer, and then I was saying, how has this changed, how you did your reInvent launch? So it's always good to hear from this as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely was a customer of AWS, and there have been a lot of things that I really, really enjoyed, and then a lot of things that I found a little difficult to grasp and understand. Uh, It's just because AWS is so vast and there are so many options for you to be able to build and and construct your architecture and build features. And, And that's where I feel like coming in to AWS as a product manager, my real focus was how can we make sure that the information that we provide our developers is really digestible how can we make sure that what we're building is actually helpful for real life use cases? And how can we translate that all the way from feedback that we're getting, requirements that we're providing engineers, and then how do we market and position basically um, our new launches? So absolutely, it definitely has a hu- had a huge impact um on, on how I actually operate internally, being a customer first.
1: Yeah. I love how engaged with your community that your team is from the discord channel to the open betas to sharing roadmaps. I think it goes a really long way to actually build what customers are asking for versus just sitting around a table and being like, wouldn't it be cool if, and then throwing it, you know? And, and so you, I think the last amplify episode we had was with Ali, uh, when, uh, studio went GA. So why don't you give, a little update on what the team has been up to. So we had some reInvent announcements. Why don't we, and why don't we baseline it a little bit too, because folks do jump in and out. They may not have heard about Amplify. So maybe get into, you know, API storage and and studio and different things there and how that all fits into the, the goodness that your team has done for reInvent.
2: Absolutely. This question, I, I feel like in every two to three months keeps, changing or i should say expanding just because amplify is growing so substantially but the best yeah, way to put crazy. it is uh, it's gonna amplify be a mini
1: uh it's gonna be a mini aws at some point you'll have like your own <laughs> it won't just say mobile it will say amplify it would be like compute and storage it will just be amplify
2: Yeah, you have no idea how many times we've had this conversation (laughs) internally, but
1: yes, absolutely. I won't spill the beans. I won't spill the beans.
2: Exactly, exactly. Let's keep it between us for now. Uh, But uh, the way that we think about Amplify is Amplify is a framework that provides web, um, mobile, and cross-platform developers with all of the tools that they need uh, to be able to build full-stack applications that are cloud-connected. So parts of that include setting up your infrastructure resources, uh, like all all of the resources that you need for things like authentication, API and data interaction, storage for media and files, um, and then also providing you with front-end client libraries that allow you to be able to connect to these resources uh, so that you then have like this streamlined um, mechanism for spinning up all of the resources you need for your use cases, and then how to actually be able to use them in your front-end application. And we support a wide variety of of frameworks because we want to allow front-end developers to be able to bring in uh, the frameworks of their choice. So For web, we support um, all of the major uh, web frameworks. Uh, For mobile, we support uh, iOS and and Swift and Android. Um, And then we also support cross-platform front-end frameworks like uh, Flutter and React Native. And, and on top of all of these pieces, where we help you with setting up your backend resources and connected to them, we also provide you with the ability for you to be able to change your designs to code easily and quickly through Amplify Studio, which is what you've talked uh, to Ali about last time. Um, and, and we also provide you with uh, tooling like a lightweight CMS as well. In addition to Amplify hosting, the CMS allows you to be able to update data that you have available in your Amplify backend. Uh, easily and quickly through uh, th- through our uh, through the AWS console. And then Amplify hosting allows you as a web developer to be able to host and ship your application to your customers. So definitely a wide, wide variety of uh, all of the building blocks that you need as a front-end developer to be able to build a full stack application.
1: Yeah, and it's so rare to have a holistic approach to something like that too. You know, we just had on, on here, we had uh, the Code Catalyst team Harry and Doug. And I think you can kind of see where Amplify, you all set that stage for building this solutions-based way of helping with modern app development versus a service, plug in all these different pieces, You know, looking at it, everything from the product management to connecting it through all the different tiers of storage and compute and just pulling it all together. Uh, I think hopefully we see more and more of that AWS because the reaction that I've Seen from Amplify and Code Catalyst has been very positive uh, from people. Absolutely. So let's talk about what's new now. So that's what Amplify does. You didn't? Did you? Were you at reInvent? Yeah, absolutely, I was. Did you get sick? Um, <laughs> I actually did, uh, unfortunately. Oh no! I didn't know.
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I yeah. think for me, it was more that I was. I. I made sure to do my tasks for COVID and everything. It was more, I think I was tired from all of the walking. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, we were walking gotta like gotta more like, yeah, like 20,000 steps a day. Like it was just yeah. absolute insanity. It's just, it's so energizing being at reinvent it's just all of the launches talking to as many customers as we did like having our booth and being able to just get direct feedback from customers and getting a lot of love for the things that people like about our product and getting a lot of actionable feedback about things that we need to fix as fast as we possibly can it's it's just it's it's a fat like it was a fantastic fantastic experience
0: i really want to get a golf cart for next year actually that's on my wish list yeah (laughs) makes (laughs) it more accessible Brooke wants me to
1: to make sure she can sit. And that that is how they're going to get on
0: I put branding on the outside of it. That could be ad space.
1: Um. (laughs) It'll be be fantastic. Um, Yeah, I I agree with you. My first reInvent was 2013. I was at the company for two weeks. And they're like, hey, you're going to (laughs) talk. Now, I was already a developer. I was called developer evangelist at Microsoft for six, seven years before that. So I was fine with talking, but I was like, uh, I don't know the service. I still remember the service. I don't know if it's still around, but it's called Game Circle, Amazon Game Circle. And it was like, um, you know, on iOS, and I think Google has this too, where you base it's like a gamer tag. So you oh. could have an Amazon gamer tag on all games across, uh, you know, Kindle devices. And, you know, eventually that moved to Fire TV. And also I was like, I get to talk about gaming stuff. This is the best, you know. Like you. Re- oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even
0: know you know about games.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, for those that don't know, uh, I, I'm a little bit of a gamer. Just a tiny just a tiny. This bit. is an
0: audio medium. But for the people that don't have a video stream of this, Dave, do you want to just explain what's going on in your desk <laughs> background
1: no. there? I am. So I've basically been nesting. For a couple of years, but with COVID, I nested even harder and I built, this is just an unfinished basement where we record in here and I've got a bunch of tables. They're very Amazonian tables. You see their wood
0: tables? Yeah, almost door desk.
1: Yeah. I don't know if people know that. That's an Amazon thing is Jeff made uh, the tables for in early Amazon days and still to this day, they're they're doors, they're wooden doors. Uh, It was a way of being frugal. So all of the services are being built on wooden doors. So, yes, I have everything from World of Warcraft to Dungeons and Dragons and Skyrim and Elder Scrolls and EverQuest and uh, there's Star Wars stuff in here. It's just it gives me a happy feeling uh, when I'm in here. So, yes, as did Game Circle. I loved working in, on App Store and all that kind of stuff. But, yes, that's the feeling you get if you are in cloud and you've never had a chance to go to reInvent. just make that pilgrimage once, because it's the feeling like you get this feeling of like, wow, I'm part of something so much bigger than me. And I had been to all sorts of different conferences, and I never had that feeling like I had at, at reInvent. And uh, uh, it's, I'm, I'm very glad that you got to attend and you got to see that and the partner expo area is just so huge, uh, you know, and, and opening and, and everything. So. Let's talk a little bit about that. You're you're at reInvent, you're making some announcements. What has the team brought that's new? It's been a really, really big year uh, for for Amplify. Uh, We
2: uh, have had a series of launches uh, that we announced right before reInvent and at reInvent. Starting off with um, one of our biggest launches was uh, supporting um, SSR and Next.js with uh, hosting, with Amplify hosting. That was definitely a very big request that we had gotten from uh, our uh, front end developers, specifically developers building with Next.js, wanting support for SSR uh, for Next.js 12 and, and version 15.
1: Yeah, we just had uh, an episode. With of Lee, I think. 50, think it yeah, with Lee Robinson. That's right, because you were. I, I was forgot at the this. No, yes. I,
0: was the Amplify. I was at the Next.js conference in San Francisco talking yes. a lot about Amplify. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so Lee came on and and talked about React and Next.js, and it, so that's awesome that you all have that support and that you know meeting developers where they are. I think is a huge thing your team does. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, we try to keep
2: our ears to the ground, just making sure that the most important things are being built first. So, so that was like one of our biggest launches. Um, we've also had a, a lot of changes to our uh, GraphQL um, API integrations as well. So now we have a feature available that's called server-side filtering. Uh, which allows developers to be able to build uh, applications where there's data sharing in a very quick and easy way. Uh, So you can share data between different users or different groups of users quickly and easily, and you have the ability to filter that data using real-time subscriptions. So it makes it a lot more efficient for your end users because you're saving them bandwidth and you're making sure that only the data that's relevant to them is coming back in those subscriptions. So that's a really exciting feature. Uh, We've also uh, launched a new notifications channel. You now can build in-app messaging for web and React Native applications, in-app messaging experiences. So allowing you to basically say, if a customer does a specific uh, action within the app, show them this in-app message, which can be used to contextually guide customers in your apps or uh, potentially provide offers or content uh, to help your customers as they navigate through your application experience. Um, And and then we've uh, also made uh, some substantial changes to our mobile libraries as well. We have new versions released for the Android and uh, iOS libraries as well, uh, supporting better idioms for mobile developers. And lastly, what I want to talk about today uh, mostly is our uh, Flutter libraries have now been, uh, we now have a a new developer preview out for uh, authentication, analytics, storage, GraphQL API and REST API. So a developer now that's building with uh, Flutter and uh, Amplify can now use the same code base to be able to use all of these use cases across six platforms, all from a single code base.
1: So that includes
2: iOS, Android, web, Linux, macOS, and and Windows. So all from a single code base, which we're really, really excited about.
1: Yeah, and can you just baseline what Flutter is? Absolutely, so
2: Flutter is, um, it's a UI toolkit that was built by uh, Google and it's built using Dart. Uh, That's the programming language that Flutter uses. And using Flutter, you are able to build cross-platform apps all using a single code base. And it has a fantastic developer experience. Uh, the, the the language of Dart itself, when it comes to actually building your UI, is the the, the marketing around it is everything is a widget. So you're able right. to build everything in a widget and kind of nest your UI in widgets in a way that allows you to be able to reuse a lot of pieces of functionality across your application. And, and then what's really cool is that as a developer, you also have functionality like Hot Reload. So as you're building your application, uh, your state is maintained and any changes you make to the UI are reflected to you in almost real time. Uh, so it's a, and also you get a lot of UI components that are provided for you out of the box. So you get uh, material widgets and Cupertino widgets that you could use with your application out of the box. So it makes building apps super quick, super easy, and, and with their cross-platform implementation, that you you just have the ability to deliver to more users in a much much more streamlined manner.
1: Yeah, I'm super curious because I've never touched Dart and everything with the widgets and 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 dating myself. It reminded me of Smalltalk, which was the first time I used Smalltalk. Was in college on a Solaris workstation, and it was the ability to just you were you were it was object-oriented visual programming. If that makes sense. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so it was like I was moving components and connecting them in a way that you would see the things all go together. And I haven't you gotten into Dart, but it's just like how you're describing it. I I love that. And Smalltalk influenced so many languages afterwards, based on what it did. And Java uh, being one of them, and, and numerous. And that's awesome. So how did you go about incorporating <laughs> you know, all of this, like building the ability now to to deploy across these many different platforms?
2: So the the history is that. Flutter wasn't even a library that was available from Amplify. I would say about two, two and a half, two and a half years ago at this point. And what happened was there was a feature request that was created on the uh, Amplify JavaScript library uh, on the on our GitHub repo that said, nice. "Hey, like we we really like uh, Flutter. We want to have availability for that uh, because we just love what Amplify does." So that's really what started off. What started off as a GitHub issue then became a whole new offering that we have now with the Amplify Flutter library. And we started off our journey with having wrappers that were built on top of our existing implementations for iOS and Android. Um, But as we progressed along and as the interest in Flutter started increasing, we've noticed that a lot of developers were asking us for two things. They were saying, we want to be able to build Flutter apps, not just for iOS and Android, we also want to be able to build with web and desktop. As the Flutter platform matured, they started offering those as additional platforms. And then the second thing was, we want to be able to make sure that the behavior of any dependencies that we use with Flutter is consistent across all of these platforms. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where a decision was made on our team to move away from having like these uh, plugin implementations on top or, or wrapper implementations on top of the iOS and Android uh, libraries that we have for Amplify and just completely build uh, our uh, Flutter libraries in Dart. That allows us to expand support to all of the platforms that Flutter officially supports as well, yeah. in addition to providing a consistent experience across all of these platforms.
0: Yeah, definitely. It seems like you've definitely had a busy 2022. Um, are you able to share anything about what's on the cards for you and the team in 2023?
2: Absolutely. So so the biggest thing that we're focusing on is getting our libraries to a general availability. That's definitely for Amplify Flutter. That's a very big uh, area of focus for us. A lot of developers are happy and we've getting, we've gotten a lot of feedback, great feedback about this new developer preview version, but we definitely want to get it to general availability as fast as possible. Um, And we're also uh, uh, building out uh, push notifications as well uh, across all of our mobile platforms, just making it extremely easy for developers to be able to use push notifications with their mobile apps. Um, And then we're also planning on really enriching the existing uh, feature sets that we have, like authentication and API GraphQL and storage with deeper functionality, um, allowing developers to build even more use cases with Amplify. Those are the primary areas of focus for us.
0: Just a couple.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> What's got you excited? Is there anything you're really looking forward to?
2: I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to uh, what we can, where we can take our Amplify Flutter uh, libraries. Um, we definitely see a big uh, desire of, for Dart developers to also be able to d- run Dart everywhere, not just on the front end, but be able to also run that on the cloud. Uh, So we're really thinking about what would our story next year look like for Dart and Flutter developers that just want to be able to use the same programming language across all of their tech stack and be able to uh, build full stack applications with it. That's something that I'm personally super excited about and talking to a lot of developers, that's something that they would love to see AWS support. And, uh, and I think Amplify can make that happen.
0: Yeah, definitely. If people want to get started learning some of the things you're building, do you have any top tips for resources they can use?
2: Absolutely. Um, I would say for Flutter, uh, the Flutter dev, flutter.dev site is excellent. Their documentation is really, really great to give you an overview about how to actually uh, use Flutter and what Flutter really is. Um, and then uh, when it comes to building with Amplify, our doc site would be the best resource. So docs.amplify.aws, and that's where a developer that wants to build a cloud-connected application can learn how to do that with Amplify.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Um, can people see a roadmap of what you're building as well? I did hear that mentioned earlier, but where can they find it?
2: We're working on that right now. Uh, one of the biggest requests that we've actually
0: gotten from uh,
2: our developers was we love how open source you are we love how interactive you are when it comes to issues that we have feedback that we yeah. have but we want to be able to have a roadmap that we can react to and provide you with feedback on so that's what we're working on right now uh we're, we're planning on putting uh something out like by q1 of next year
0: fantastic and i guess awesome. you'll post about that on twitter or linkedin twitter happens. discord absolutely
2: yeah so but for staying in touch with things that are new that happen with Amplify, uh, definitely our Twitter account is the best place to do that. We are really good about making sure that any new launches go through that. Uh, for uh, getting giving us feedback, uh, Discord, our Discord server is a great place to go. And um, our GitHub repos are also excellent if you have any issues that you would want our team to jump on and try to help fix for you. Um, and then for me personally, I'm on Twitter as well. So um, I'm more than happy to have conversations about uh, developers that are building with Amplify or building in AWS or just in general, uh, our web or Flutter developers. I'm more than happy to just meet new people, have conversations about your your workflows, your journey with development.
0: And uh, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Um, We'll have some links in the show notes as well, which I'm sure future Dave (laughs) will put in.
1: He's already on it. Oh, present Dave. Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got a list here right now. They'll be there. And possibly, you know, when there's new stuff, there's this whole huge TikTok channel called Brook Bites that could be talking about this kind of stuff too, oh, right? Front end debut. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So well, good to chat with you. We've learned so much about everything that's happening. You sound like a very busy team. If
2: I'm honest, yeah, absolutely. I I think and and I I love being busy, and I feel like a lot of the folks that are on the Amplify organization are pretty much the same. There's a lot of it's just an amazing organization that I think is doing an amazing job of making the job of building full stack applications a lot more like hassle free and a lot more productive. Uh, so yeah, absolutely, I'm definitely busy, but definitely loving every moment of it.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate everything you're
2: doing and appreciate your time, sir. I appreciate your time as well. Thank you so much for having me.